right, Pavlos, it's time. Episode yeah. 30. After like after like a year and a half or two years, it's crazy. Uh, yeah, but, just, just over two years, I think. We took a long break, right? Uh, we, we, but, you know, it's always just a hiatus. We can finally get right back to it with Quackshot. I'm so excited. Yeah, Brogan, too. Brogan, oh. I'm back. Brogan, oh, I'm oh, back. Oh, I'm back from no, the no, shop. Uh, where do I hide? Where do I hide? Uh, <laughs> closet, closet. I, all right, all right. Oh. Oh, hello, oh. Pablos. Oh. Hello, man. Uh, Brogan didn't tell me you'd be staying for the holidays. Um, listen, you know, it's, uh, it's cold, uh, heating in my place, my place, like, uh, is that, not working right Is that right Quackshot on the monitor? No, no, you got, no. Bro, you uh, said you didn't want to do a Quackshot episode. You said you wanted to talk about Lies of P. Don't make this any harder than it has to be. <laughs> <laughs> um, Welcome back, Pavlos, man. How's it been? Yeah, it's been good. It's been good. I mean, uh, listen, um. Should we get right in? So, uh, I mean, last episode, you know, uh, obviously I've been on 3D, Super Mario 3D World, right? Uh, was playing some Pokemon Fusion. So let's talk about those. So I mean, we have two years of games to catch up here. So I've made a list. Oh, my gosh. Um, oh, dear. So the two-year minute, if you will. Slay the Spire here. Uh, we're playing still. Uh, mostly it's a list of games I've been, I haven't managed to beat Uh in those two years, mm-hmm. no. That <laughs> no, no, but no. but you said you wanted to reform, right? You wanted to change. Yes, yes. I've I've been bad. Uh, I've been I've been I've been a bad man, and I've uh, I've confronted my my sins of the past, and um, you you finish now. I'm finished confronting the sins, and now I'm 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 doing trying to do good. To myself. This mostly. feels vague. Can, can you be more specific? You're a on man who concludes. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, listen. Pablo's We've... the conclusionist. Exactly, exactly. I was an an inconclusionist. Uh, I was a, 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 a guy. I never never do good. Never never finish game good well you know, know you know, okay all right um, now, i'm gonna i'm gonna start the, you know throwing you I don't, are we talking is this an allegory wait. a metaphor <laughs> <laughs> wait wait i will say when we used to do this together I was you Pinocchio. would always tr- you would always try to like 100 percent complete everything and i was mm. like fuck that are you crazy just but, beating it's good enough yeah. And like I think that's where that your do you think that completionist mindset prevents you from finishing things? Yeah, totally. And so I've adjusted, you know. Uh, now I only finish games ninety nine percent. And that there you go. Yeah, that that did all, made all the difference. Uh, no, listen. I mean, um, so there's a couple of things I've done. Um, obviously, I was not satisfied with sort of starting so many games, not finishing them. But at the same time, I realized that, you know, with um, my approach to it, it was, you know, it would never really happen. There would never be really an, a significant change because I'm outside the stage of my life. I mean, let's just say, let's 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 also say, you know, we we created that part. We created this podcast um, during, you know, the pandemic. Right. Um, yeah. We had lots of time. I had lots of time. Um, and. You know, then life started uh, start, started back up, and um, yeah, it was just tough uh, for me to to fit this in. Also, with the time difference, of course, uh, 
and etc and and so i handed it uh, handed it to murph and um and he's done a terrible job no and <laughs> and i'm ready to hand Damn. it right back <laughs> um no and like in in that time also like i've had to like reconsider you know how to play games because it's con definitely like should i want it to remain a constant in my life but it's it's a thing in like in phases like i um, you know I, I, like there's several weeks where basically don't play much or like only certain games that i can maybe like play um quote unquote podcast games you know um yeah. but um and it's usually ones that I, like slay the spire like a, a dicey dungeons like some puzzle games or whatever um uh that you know i haven't also quite finished yet and and the other thing is like saying okay there's certain things i don't need to do in games which i mean i already said before but now I push try to become even more reasonable in that respect and um, another thing that I've tried is to like intersperse my sort of the playthroughs of, of those games with like uh, shorter stuff that will definitely, that is definitely like finishable. That doesn't have like much sort of bells and whistles and extra stuff like indies, certain indies, I mean. Um, if it's under six hours, we're good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know? Like, oh no, we're talking about, you know, max like two, two hour, three hour games. That's uh, beautiful. Old games, you know, like plenty of like just going through just for convenience sake uh stuff on the nintendo switch online um mm -hmm. you know playing some fucking burger time on the game boy there you go um, the classic yeah uh, i've actually been really like impressed by the nintendo switch lineup i, I we didn't we didn't get to talk about it ever but mm -hmm. like especially when they added the game boy advance stuff i'm like thank fucking god oh yeah you know? i mean it's there's still hilarious slash baffling decisions like on what gets added something like every month it's like i there's at least like one or two games where i'm like okay what okay who who yeah and, who suggested and this? it'll and it'll never be as good as like wii or wii u virtual console but that being said i like playing things on the switch so playing yeah. anything on the switch is fucking fantastic so it's getting but, there though I think, yeah, uh, because I mean, you know, the the Wii stuff you had to keep buying like every single one of them, <laughs> um, yeah. so it's much cheaper this way. You have to, for me, the killer feature is the rewind. Like that makes, that actually yeah. is is such a perfect fit for those games where you like, you know, that are obviously very much, uh, well, very like a lot difficult, of those can, especially. Well, I wouldn't say difficult, but like. You know, especially bullshit. games that have their roots in Say arcade. it. Say bullshit. <laughs> no, no. no. Try to be they want to extend your playtime, yeah. so you have to rent it multiple times. It's always the <laughs> rental market. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Because it's rooted, I was going to say, which it amounts to the same thing. Games rooted in sort of arcade, uh, they're with arcade roots, uh, you know, mm -hmm. in design. Obviously, they want you to die a lot and... You know, ain't, ain't got no time for that. So the rewind is... Speaking of ain't got no time for that, tell mm. us about your experience with Octopath Traveler. Yeah, you're oh, playing you... shorter games now, right? Mm. Mm -hmm. How did you know about yeah. that? How did you know I played that game? It's, it's, <laughs> I, don't really ever, did, I didn't really ever talk about it. <laughs> um, what's, this, what's this post on the Discord about you being on hour 90? shorter games no i think i think Bite my final playtime i think my final playtime was one 130 hours or so um damn 
Now, uh, Octopath Traveler, actually a really good example because, uh, so, you know, obviously I've heard really good things about two, basically like these mediocre to decent things about one, but I, I can't, that, that's not, I'm not gonna drop that. I can't start with two, like that, that's, that's just, you have to start with one. It's impossible. You have to know Murph even ready. knows this. Murph knows this. Yeah. You have to start from the beginning. Yeah. Maybe when I'm like a pensioner or whatever, I, I will have the I'll be I will be like relaxed enough to, to start with two. <laughs> it's like okay, the, the years are running out here, so no, but um uh I, I did everything in that game. I did like literally everything. And mm-hmm. um I'll say that it's you know, there's some good aspects. Um, How was it for your health? I like the battle system. Uh, I mean, toward the end, terrible. Um, <laughs> but uh, um, but like, yeah, it's it's like a mediocre RPG at best. Uh, and then and then like the fa- the big post like the, the there's several post game things, but like the main post game like final final boss thing happened, and it's and it's literally the worst thing I've like. So one of the worst things I've ever seen in video games, like in, in serious video games. And like, I would venture to say like it's, uh, it must be one of the hardest thing. I'm not the only one to say this. One of the hardest things ever in a JRPG. So um, what's your, what's your bar for quality JRPG that this isn't clearing? Uh, you mean like, um, like, like to get a baseline, what's, what's a Pavlos approved JRPG. Yeah, no, let me just say that tanked it even further, and that's and and then I didn't do it, and that was my big sort of personal victory. Uh, do you mean like in, in like the 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 ad, do you mean titles or, or yeah, like, like what what's a what's a Pablo's approved or, JRPG? Um, Chrono Trigger. Okay. Uh, Fair. Uh, Paper Mario. Um, Have you ever played uh, these vignette JRPGs before, like a Live Alive? Or isn't there like a romancing saga or something? I don't I don't know how many vignette story based like ones mm. where they converge. Um, there are. I just, Live Alive is the one I immediately know. Right. Well, it used to be quite a thing. I wouldn't say it's vignette here necessarily. Well, it is in the sense that actually those the stories don't really intersect. Like they don't really come together and kind of in the last thing, but not really. Uh, they're pretty separate by and large um which is a problem but uh mm, yeah i guess not too many you know like yeah i mean i wouldn't say like that that's not a very common structure is it uh no no but i guess my thing is is like do you feel like the structure was like a core problem for you or no um i guess not not necessarily uh because i hear that too is sort of you know more interesting there's more interesting things with the individual stories and no i mean i, th- I think i think um i can imagine a, a, a sequel with sort of more creativity in the story department and like more interesting characters with more um sort of bet like it has like better and more very music and like some wrink- new wrinkles to the battle system, which is already a good one. Um, um, you just want more complexity. Is that what's going on? I guess in all departments, basically, yeah. Like narrative department, mecha- mechanical department, less so, but, you know, does wouldn't hurt. Uh, but it feels like a good but, foundation for a a yeah. sequel that goes ham. You, you would it reminded play it, me, too. <laughs> it reminded me of, I mean, I will, uh, several years have to pass before I touch 
too. But um, like I'm, I'm octopathed out. He's got to beat uh, various day life triangle strategy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, no, it reminded me actually a lot of um, Bravely Default, the first one. Uh, though I like that mm. better. Um, but that definitely does some 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 uh, some clear missteps. But like, it's a really really good mechanical foundation. Like great battle system, great look, but it, it was better in, in several respects. Like what you were doing there was much more interesting until they sort of, until they sort of go wrong with a very major bad decision. Um, but um, um, before that, much better, much like more, so it's, and it, and also like yeah, much like incredible soundtrack and, and so on. But it still reminded me of that. Like very good first foundation. Um, I could name other games, obviously, where that is the case, but um, um, like you know, like a Pokemon Legends Arceus. Though I would say, like that's a, that's by itself a much better, much much better game. Um, but it's also like a game where it's like, okay, it's super clear what they have to do for the next one, basically. Like, yeah, they're just a, testing things out. Mm -hmm. Well, they're testing things out, but already quite successful, uh, even with. Yeah, they're testing things album. out for an hour and thirty minute length game. Or, what? sorry, 130-hour length game. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was like, what? which game are we talking about? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I did everything, and I'm also really, I'm, a, I'm slow, like, because I'm, I'm really methodical, and um, I do, like, really the, like, I just got, like, oh, I got all the weapons and all the side quests and so on. I, I just do, you know, it was a, it was a, it was, it was old me operating there um, until new me had to step in and i was sort of proud of that of, of new me like stepping in at the end and saying like you will not do you will not do this like i did it once <laughs> and it's so terrible i mean i can't even if, if we if we get into why it is so 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 terrible um then this the entire we'll be episode, here another 10 minutes the entire yeah. episode will be that so I, I typed it out once the entire thing or several times maybe um so um i don't know uh, he's vented matter. about it. He's went to therapy multiple times. He's been billed quite a bit. I am exactly. not qualified to dissect his uh, trauma there. So, exactly. Murph, how is yeah. Rain World? Yeah, Rain World is a game I kind of have a love-hate relationship. Mm. Uh, I feel like this was kind of the new indie hotness when it first came out in 2017. At the very least, I saw a lot of people talking about it. Because uh, it was a game that was very easy to make, like, let's play videos out of. Because it's, like, chaotic and random to a degree. Uh, have either of you played it, I guess, is a good first question. No, no, no. I have not. Explain to us. And I'm surprised thing. that you say, said what you said about the popularity. Because that was a game that kind of came and went for me. when, Like, a game that was more prominent in my perception pre-release um then after it released but that's interesting mm -hmm. too so yeah. rain world is uh, it's sort of uh, people credit it as a metroidvania i wouldn't really call it that i i find it more akin to something just more like a open world it's sort of a go anywhere you want and then you'll stumble across like a path forward um mm -hmm. but it's set on an alien planet you are a little slug cat which that that name describes everything you are you are a slug and a cat mm -hmm. um 
and life. you you get separated from your family, and that never comes into play ever again for the entirety of the narrative. I'm just realizing, but you're alone on this planet, and everything wants to eat you, and you are just trying to survive. You are trying to eat enough food items a day, and then finding a shelter by the end of the day. Because the reason it's called Rain World is that it has cycles of torrential, deadly downpour, where the, it's raining so hard, things caught outside just get crushed, things inside, like the insides all flood, everything drowns. So you have to find food, you have to find shelter. Mm. And How do the other animals survive it? They also find food and shelter. Okay, okay. Oh. so I'm curious. I did not, I did not realize this description. The way you're saying it makes it sound like a sim. Like, are we? Is this like Tokyo Jungle Cubivore territory? Or I, is it much more curated into like an actual like? I don't want to say an actual game, but you know what I'm saying. I would like, call it an immersive sim. Um, okay. And your mechanics okay, are is the most game. Okay. I don't know what you're <laughs> yeah. insinuating. <laughs> yeah, I agree. That's fair. Sorry. Mark. So there is a sort of like progression and narrative through line but you sort of stumble across it at first you're just sort of running around and exploring like the first area you can typically find enough food and just kind of stay there but that's just staying in the starting area eventually you're going to get curious and explore further and these environments are very fun to traverse it has a fun movement aesthetic you're a bit swifter than other predators and it's a there's a lot of like tunnels where things can hide out and you can sort of, if there's like a carnivorous lizard out in the open, you can generally like crawl through a tunnel right past it. Um, the big conceit and selling point of the game to me is that it has like, a, a, people say it's like a fully simulated ecosystem. I, mm. I wouldn't really go that far, but the AI of the creatures is very sophisticated when compared to other games like everything has like hearing and sight mechanics um so if you're running from a creature and you duck out of its line of sight and sort of hide behind it it will lose track of you and it will look around and it will sort of stay still and listen for you to make noise and if you're like if you accidentally kick a rock or something that will make sound and will re hone in on where you are and there's a lot of different creatures that interact with these systems in various ways everything has very clear needs and wants big lizards will hunt smaller lizards uh everything is going to avoid the carniv carnivorous worm grass that's in a few areas sorry uh when it gets close to the rain coming worm down grass? We're, we're just gonna skip over that part okay, okay. <laughs> the worm grass is the worst part of the game i, I don't even i'll get into that uh so Please. it's all so Everything is just sort of plopped into the map by the designers, and then things just sort of crawl around while yeah. you're also crawling around. So, but, but will the sort of on a screen, let's say, right? Will will mm -hmm. there always be the same creature there, more or less? Uh, sometimes and sometimes not. They they all have the same spawn okay. positions, but when you go into say, you're not going to understand what I say, mean by this. If you go into the pipe yards area. Mm -hmm. uh, near the first shelter, there may be a black lizard there, okay. but there may all. But when I go there, it may not. It may be a few screens over because it's wandered over to where I see, I see. some so bat likely, flies are. Right, it's likely, but not 
not, not, it's not, so no, the answer is no. They won't yeah. always be the same. Yeah. Okay. And so sometimes that creates these beautiful, like, simulated moments where it's like, I need to move forward, but there's three lizards camp camping out by the path forward. And that's not the dev plonking them down and saying, oh, this is a challenging encounter. Those are all congregating there because their usual hunting grounds have been mm -hmm. taken over by this tribe of scavenger monkeys that have just sort of wandered in and chased them out. But the lizards are territorial, so if you can get them to fight each other, that creates enough of a distraction for you to slink on by. Mm -hmm. And so... Mm -hmm. 90% of the time, it all works really well, and it feels like you are overcoming the odds by using your knowledge of the ecosystem to your advantage. Right. The other 10% of the time is when the simulation breaks down through some really aggressive difficulty spikes through a lot of gimmick levels. Mm -hmm. so, don't forget about the worm grass. So the aforementioned worm grass, <laughs> one of the late game areas, uh, has... The ground is just covered in this carnivorous grass, and it will eat anything. Um, and you, that's, and early on, you up. can, yeah, early on you can like platform over it. There's some tense moments where you're like shimmying along a bar, and the grass is like trying to get at you. Um, but then you come to areas where it's just complete fields of the stuff, and there's no path forward except for these tall ass tumor-ridden deers that sort of wander around, and if they see you they'll come over to you and kneel down and you can climb on their backs and then they'll stand up and walk to where you need to go the mm. issue is is because they are also part of the simulated environment they can sometimes just not be anywhere near you right and you can end up wasting a day waiting for one to spawn or walk over to you and you can kind of coax them closer with some vegetation, but the vegetation's really far away from where they are, and it's just like they, I said. They waste, like I said, they wasted a big deal, or yes. Something? So it has what it's called the karma system, mm. and every time you finish a day with your belly full and in a shelter, your karma level will go up. If you die or quit the game uh, a minute into a cycle, uh. You'll, you'll go down a karma level. And the only reason that matters is that the checkpoints into new areas, you have to hit a certain karma level to bypass. I see, I see. So, so you can what get... it means is you have to survive. You have to like prove the game that you can survive in the previous area for... Yes, and like, it's, yeah. it's grinding. And the yeah, grinding okay. isn't really fun because of the aforementioned like chaotic nature. So see, you can you can get through a really difficult area by the skin of your teeth and be like, oh, I beat it, and then get there and realize you are three karma levels lower than you need to be to move on. So you right. have to go back and sort of like forage for food, and sometimes right. the food isn't near your shelter, and it just creates issues. And can I think it also the mean that you like if you keep failing then at that area, like that you fall even further behind because you yeah, you you can even... plummet down to the lowest karma level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that seems to be, yeah, it's, no, it's a really odd, like, grinding structure. I don't think I've ever, like, mm -hmm. I can't think of anything similar where, like, I would agree that's more kind of grinding in a way, or, like, at least repeating the same challenge to, like, prove the game that I've really, I can do this, trust mm -hmm. me. Uh, yeah. 
but yeah that seems to be at odds like you said with the sort of uh yeah like with the sort of contingency of the world especially as difficulty ramps up because like clearly later areas are meant to be more difficult and there's meant to be problems but if you're dying or sometimes you need to fucking get out of the game mid you know midday or whatever yeah you know what i mean like that that sounds that sounds abrasive yeah and it's really only ever an issue when you come to those karma checkpoints for me because the game does have a lot of deaths that feel completely out of your control um it uses a sort of uh like when you move between screens it doesn't scroll it just jumps to the next screen and mm -hmm. sometimes you know if you're walking forward and it jumps to the next screen bam there's an enemy you didn't know about that immediately kills you and right. yeah i never really found those frustrating a lot of the times it's just funny uh to me but right. when it came to those moments where it's like i i just need i just need three more karma levels please god just let me get the karma i need to move forward you know it's that case of like i'm really enjoying this game when it's letting me progress forward but anytime I have to grind to a stop to actually, like, exist in the ecosystem, it doesn't work. It sounds like it should have a no karma mode. Like, where you just you get to a checkpoint, it works. Um... Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I kind of feel like you could cut out the karma system. The only, like, hang on is that it ties into the game's overall themes and story about cycles and rebirth. Ah, um, themes. The, yeah. <laughs> who needs them? who needs those dog yeah. we play video games yeah. but i yeah. i did beat the game and i did end up like i i cursed a lot at this game towards the end like a lot um mm. but i beat the game was very satisfied with it immediately bought the dlc on sale and the dlc is kind of one of those things where it's like secretly a sequel like it has enough content to be a sequel and oh. it gives you different species of slug cat to play which all have different sort of busted mechanics like oh. here's a slug cat with a double jump that can create explosive spears out of nothing here's a slug cat that can body flop on things and crush all their bones and then eat them you know mm. so it's kind of that level of like now you've beaten the game with like the base mechanics here are like the challenge campaigns to just go nuts on and i've already started one and i'm still having fun with it um okay, okay. so i could see as i beat those additional campaigns that this game like raises in my opinion right now i'm sitting at like a b tier for it like i would recommend it to people just like hey see if this is for you you may really like it but just know it's going to be bullshit at parts okay you know fair disclaimer warning bullshit you know what would make Ooh. rain world extra hard though is if <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, a little a little good guy doll with a knife was chasing <laughs> after me with That's the voice right. of Jack Skellington. I thought Jack's what did, did Dorif voice Jack Skellington? I, isn't he? Oh no. Am I wrong? I All I know is, is that Danny Elfman sang Jack Skellington's song parts. I don't know who voices him normally. Anyways, anyway, we're going <laughs> to Good stuff, guys. <laughs> Though I will say, one day, nightmare—not nightmare—is it I'm nightmare before nodding. Christmas? Oogie's Revenge. 
I'm doing the Kermit nod. <laughs> oh, wow. One day we will do Oogie Boogie's Revenge. Oogie Boogie's Revenge is a fun game. Anyways, mm. um, I played Chucky in Dead by Daylight. I haven't played Dead by Daylight in a fucking year because I started to get a little tired of it. Um, it mm. It's kind of a very monotonous game and is very focused on like the multiplayer grind. It got heavy into season passes and then how it does its multiplayer add-on content has been very lackluster. They they even added the Xenomorph, uh, the Nostromo, and fucking Ripley, and it's kind of all that was kind of all a whimper. However, it seems like that they tried really hard for this DLC. It is only Chucky, and it is it's pretty good. It has Dorif voicing it, and um, they did extensive reworks because obviously Chucky's not a normal killer. He's very tiny, so they had to adjust the camera instead of a first person for a killer. It's a wide angle, so you're able to see a lot. Because otherwise, visibility would be a fucking nightmare. And it still kind of is, just in a different way than normal. And uh, he's fucking fun as hell. I, I, I like it when a killer in Dead by Daylight... Because the game is very asymmetric. So, in my opinion, asymmetry leads to you hating the other team. Like, with a passion. In, like, a normal fucking game. Like, Red versus Blue Halo or whatever. It's, like, whatever. It's chill. But, like, in a fucking asymmetric game, I hate the other people. I hate survivors when I'm killer. So, like... Chucky makes fun of and ridicules them and is able to murder them very fast and is all about quickness and like surprise attacks. So he's very dirty. He's like a dirty fighter. What do you mean? Uh, Basically, he has a, uh, he has like a dash mechanic. Like he builds up a moment, like he builds up a meter and when the meter is full, he goes into a stealth mode, which means that you can't hear him or anything. So it's like a little bit of a surprise and you get like distractions as survivor. Yeah, but like how does he do it? What's the method? He uses a knife. He just Uh. uses a knife and then stabs you and then makes fun of you. Um, And then, then like... Because you have to hook people in the game. The ghost of Charles Lee Ray or whatever picks the person up. So that way Chucky doesn't have to pick up a grown I, That's what I was himself. wondering about when you said he was in the game. I was just picturing like, oh, he's handicapped because you have to drag people by a single foot. To- that would fucking suck. <laughs> that would be awful. Um, no, he's really fun. And I think he's like broken as hell. I think they're going to nerf him a couple bits because always the, the killers that are always that move fast are always the best. Like movement mm-hmm. is what makes a killer in that game. And Chucky's got it. So they're going to fucking nerf him to the ground. They're going to give survivors the ability to just kick him. What, what are they going to do yeah. once they add um, Sonic as a killer? Oh my God. They're going <laughs> to add Sonic.exe. Oh no! They'll, they'll, I'm sure they'll do a fucking creepy pasta one day. How long has Dead by Daylight been out? Because I feel like that is like the one asymmetrical, like multiplayer game that actually succeeded. Am I yeah, off base with that? Yeah, it stuck around. No, it's been around a long time. It's been around since at least 2015. 
Okay, wow. so that's eight years, and they've got all these horror deals. Fucking Pinhead is in the game, which is they got weird Nicolas to me. Cage. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. I forgot mm. they added Nick Cage. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Wait, no, just... no. I mean, they, they got yeah. a lot of killers. Like they got Sadako uh, from. How does Ring. he kill? Sorry, how does he kill? He's a survivor. Oh, he's a survivor. Mm. Okay, fair enough. Yes. Yeah, he runs around and just does that. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. It's a fun thing. I, I, I am back into it, and I will play it as long as Chucky's not nerfed. Yeah. So it'll be a good month for me. Uh, mm-hmm. So so update on Nightmare Before Christmas. Uh, it, it, Chris Sarandon, who played Jack Skellington, was the detective in the yes. first Child's Play. Chris Sarandon was in Child's Play. You know who's, who's also, also a detective? Fright Night, and Fright Night was a really good movie. What's that? You know who's also a detective? Oh, my the God. The great uh, Herlock Sholmes. From the great Ace Attorney. I, I wanted I wanted to ask a question, you Didi. I remember if you rewind years back, you modded your fucking 3DS Correct. to play this. Correct. Well, yes. Uh, Not so, just this, but you played this. No, no, yes. you're right. You're right. Um, so yeah, like uh, exactly, like rewind a couple of years uh, back, and um, I. Had my old, so my, my old 3DS, my, my like standard 3DS, I modded, which is easy, you know, it's not a big deal in, in, um, in reality. But uh, uh, to play the, the to play Great Ace Attorney because the the fan translation patch for the first game was first Great Ace Attorney was was finished, second one in the works, uh, and I was like, you know, this was like, I mean, now I am not I'm not. Now, now I'm, I'm not don't remember how many years exactly, but it was like seven years, maybe I don't know. Basically, sort of we were in the territory. We we're like, okay, this this is not gonna happen. Um, and then and then like I did it. I played Great Ace Attorney, the fan translation. It was a good game, not like not like the strongest game in the series, but but good. Um, and after I finished it couple weeks later like two weeks later they announced the official translation and uh, switch compilation of the two and uh, yeah so i guess this is what it was kind of a, what david must feel like except he actually has to pay money for he actually paid money whereas i <laughs> just the patch patched around with the fan translation um so uh yeah and, and uh, i wanted to talk a bit about uh two Second one uh, is two better. Like what? What's yes. different? Yes, but two two is a better game. Like it's uh, it has it's very so it's very similar. And I want to make a parallel here to like a comparison to um, Ace Attorney Investigations one and two, uh, which is the which are the Miles Edgeworth focused uh, spinoffs. What that also work quite more like quite differently. Like Great Ace Attorney. You have to is, use is, logic chess. Exactly, um, great games those, by the way, as well. I mean, I'm I'm all about uh, sort of, you know, like like later. You games. love to um, use logic chess. You love logic. You love chess. I love both. I don't know which one I love more. Actually, yeah, it's um, <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, like two's uh, like two's one of the best ones. At, uh, um, like in the series, uh, Eastern Investigations too. Anyway, um. Those are actually pretty like th- those are separate games, um, a bit different. Um, 
like completely different cast, different soundtracks. That is not the case for Great Ace Attorney and the Great Ace Attorney 2 because those are actually one big story. So two, it's like one is, is absolutely like, it just leaves a couple cliffhangers or like open threads that then to like it, it, two continues the story that they are clearly um, clearly supposed to be played together. Like there's no point in playing. There's certainly no point in playing just two that make, would mm-hmm. make zero sense. Uh, and like it's like a Back to the Future two scenario where one just leads right into the other. Yeah, but like I mean, you can watch. I guess uh, I mean I've only seen the first Back to the Future that just works as a standalone. And one is like clearly like it works, it works, but like it, it has it has open threads. it has hanging thread yeah, exactly like like I said like it's it's clearly it's it's pointing to I mean at the time it was pointing to a not yet released game now obviously then three years later whatever when it came out you know it was it was there uh, and and I'm just saying like it's not they're not standalone they're like they they they're they're essentially one big game. And create Ace Attorney two, but still separated, of course. Which, which the result of which being Great Ace Attorney two being a more successful game, also because it can build on one. You know what I mean? Like the impact, like it can, it can sort of de- keep developing threads and um, and characters and stuff like that from the first one. Whereas in the first one, maybe it's you know like kind of uh, it, it, it sort of you're just finding out up. about them. Yeah, I mean, I I had those feelings playing the original Ace Attorney trilogy, where it's like like you learn about Larry Butts and like Maya and Mia and like you learn the supporting cast and like the supporting cast is really nice in the first game. I love the first game a lot, but like when when two and three start to build on top or like go back in time to reference other things, like all that stuff really starts to pay off the setups isn't that really the big appeal of the ace attorney series is how like it has this giant reoccurring cast i disagree i disagree actually completely with what you're saying um because uh for me like all the ace attorneys up to that point are standalone games Uh, i agree oh you're saying okay that's i'm talking about a very different thing like um not the recurring cast which obviously yes that's a great you know like you're even, even like Great Estherney does like, but there's like, like plot threads. I'm sorry, I assumed reoccurring cast was what was going thread. on. There, okay. there is, there is in the whole series. There's, there is a certain, there's a, an arc certainly, uh, in the whole series, but like not one that where like the one game points to like already points to it remains kind of incomplete, pointing to the 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 development of the next game. It's more like the next big game, like the next mainline game over that comes out. And then continues the story, but not like it's not like the game before that sort of um, like it sort of already points to the next game and like kind of remains incomplete in that sense. Whereas with the Great Ace Attorneys, it's a it's one big narrative, so it's like one big story, like that. That's it. So okay. it's a duology. <laughs> it's exactly it's one big story split up in two games, uh, and the second one obviously is on the second half of like you know the, the where sort of things pop off start pop off in a much bigger fashion than in the first one because they because 
all these things that in the, in the first one that lays the foundation foundation are kind of hinted at or like remain still big mysteries where you don't even know what that exactly means or whatever all that stuff comes to a head in the second and it's quite spectacular i have to say it's really it's really quite amazing <laughs> um even even though i do have some 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 uh, minor uh, scribbles uh, mainly the music uh, which is great well the music that's there it's great it's just that it's it's one of the uh, consequences of what I said is that it's like the only great ace, uh, the only ace attorney game uh, excuse me that doesn't do for the sort of structural constants so the objection theme the interrogation themes the about team blah 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 you know those like yeah. staples the famous ones tracks. yeah yeah it doesn't do new ones it's just it, they're the ones from great ace attorney one because because it's essentially one big game right so it does of yeah. course have plenty of new music for like you know like the the investigate like for like the the different Areas chapters or whatever. Yeah. characters there's some fantastic thread uh, fantastic tracks there but you know there was no like new courtroom entrance, court, next, uh, objection theme, etc., uh, um, prosecutor theme to look forward to, unfortunately. It's not a huge thing, but, you know. Um, um, uh, otherwise, I would say play those two games, like, together. That's kind of, it's, you know, this is the best format to play them back-to-back, -back even, I would say. Um, and it's great. I mean, they do so much cool stuff without being, like, without like adhering to sort of a sort of conventional way of like history they like really pick the they like really sat down and looked at like uh victorian era london and were like what which aspect and, and like meiji era japan and we're like uh which aspects here do we want to sort of focus on and sort of make like like i'm talking about like technological uh, medical um you know like scientific etc um um restrictions and and also but also like achievements that were new at the time um to like which one of which one of which of which ones of these are really like sort of emblematic and which ones are we going to turn into even like conceits or like you know certain motifs that will sort of um you know that that sort of uh like sort of, sort of symbolize i guess a certain uh or like to which we will give some symbolic value and also like make like recurring conceits uh, um, for for the cases and for the for like the forensic restrictions uh, and the restrictions on imposed on investigations based on lack of a certain scientific uh, advancement that hasn't happened yet historically um but all the while you know like kind of giving the characters not like a winky, like fourth wall breaking sort of knowledge of it, not at all, but like still there isn't sort of a historicity there and some sort of dialogues and stuff like that where like the characters can even like, like they're saying like, you know, we don't have this yet. We can't do, we can't determine this yet. They're not saying like, but we will soon or like they're, they're lampshading like, it, but like they, they are sort of, I don't know, what, what does that mean? Lampshading it? Uh, it just means to call attention to a yeah exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah right 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 so um I, they do really like i think like basically for like most of the cases they really thought about you know the the the, the period 
period yeah like the period elements that and, and like what they afford what they afford them in terms of constructing these cases and so on so um and there's a lot of like um anti-japanese racism in the, like in the uk and, and so on like like stuff like that like you you know because it really like um yeah actually fo honing in on a very specific thing like the sort of uh, the treaty between the uh, UK and Japan at the time and, and the modernization of, of westernization of Japan that really started in that era um, and so on. So really smart. And um, uh, in fact, it's a bit more, cons it's actually a bit on the conservative side, conservative side in terms of the mechanics, you know, how like sort of every Ace Attorney like comes up with sort of not many, like, but like one or two, like, uh, new mechanics or something yeah exactly in that sense there's like one sort of if you if you still consider them two games there's like really only one where it's like mm, it's where you like have to convince a jury um basically um mm. so so you have like six which which is really fun because like it means like you have like six more sort of characters uh during a during a um like a court uh case a court session um sort of that you that all the while like like they, they chime in every now and then and then you then have to convince because they're like refer enough we're gonna vote guilty here and then um you have to like um sort of interrogate all of them and sort of pit their statements against each other to like show how they're like contradicting in the reasoning for voting guilty and and that like thus change their minds uh, so that's a really cool thing but it's also the, like the only really like on the mechanics side it's like the only big um like the only like ex quote-unquote exclusive uh um, mechanic here uh but it doesn't really need it because it really it's it's quite uh quite something and like since murph cited uh herlock sholmes so like their take on on sherlock i think it's a really fun one because he's like ex he's like embodies like all the sort of traits we kind of know from sherlock holmes like he's really cocky and so, but like at the same time he's really like chipper <laughs> and also he like he kind of intuits a lot of things like correctly but like he's always like just shy of like from the like from the truth like he's just just like a little bit wrong <laughs> on a lot okay, of stuff he focuses then, on the wrong thing yeah yeah and then you correct him <laughs> and then he's he, like slightly just a little bit a little bit off and but then like uh, like you, you you know, like you correct him, but then he like said like, yeah, exactly. Uh, and that's, 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 that's basically what I said. <laughs> um, and so on. So, so it's actually really, really cool. Um, big, big recommendation. Also kind of timely because actually now, um, the, I just saw earlier, there was a, a like a pre-order trailer for the uh, second, uh, Attorney trilogy, which will have, um, four or five and the six. The Apollo justice. Oh, wait, yeah. what? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yep, uh, so yep. I guess it's coming up out soon. And uh, actually, six is like the one um, game I haven't played yet. Um, but um, four and five are actually among my favorites. Four is, is my. I haven't replayed it since I played it sort of close to when it came out. But sort of standing DD ranking, four is my four is actually my favorite for 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 its great atmosphere. Um, I'd but, have to think about it for me. Yeah, I know it's it's for for many it's like, well, I think most people like, but I haven't followed AA 
ranking discussions in a long, long time. Back then, people. <laughs> I, were I like, don't know any discussions. I don't know discourse for it. And were, also, I have hmm. I've only played up to four. Like I have not played oh, okay. the further games. Like I haven't played Dual Destinies. Dual Dest- Destinies. What does it say? Bleh. Yeah. Dual Destinies. Yeah. Dual Destinies. <laughs> I got Back to the Future on the brain, <laughs> I guess. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no. Uh, Five is really fun. I'll I'll check them out. We'll 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 go over it one day. Yeah. Um but until then, guys, I have to we have to talk about it. It's time. Mm. It's yeah. I did not like Lies of P. Okay. So inexplicably, <laughs> all three of us have played this. Even notorious uh Souls like hater DD mm. seemingly as a joke, but then also seemingly got into it. Brogan was given a a review code. Mm. Yeah, it that he didn't even know about until two weeks after they his, sent it. His last <laughs> his last review code from from that. Day. Yeah, clearly. Oh, oof, oof. <laughs> so oh, I nice. I hit credits on Lies of P last night. Uh, I, I wanted. I was right at the ending, and then I sort of forgot I was at the ending. I thought I still had more to go, but then I was like, "Oh, I'm right at the ending. I'll just finish that off in time for the uh, time for the cast." Mm-hmm. Uh, I think this game is better than I thought it would be, but not as good as I wished it was. Mm-hmm. 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 It it rides a very thin line. I think the the big issue with the game is the combat system. Because it wants it to be very fast and reactive, like Sekiro and Bloodborne. But it's just weird. It's weirdly slow, like Elden Ring. And and our our Souls players in the audience may understand that. Um, For for those that don't know, for whatever reason, Lies of P is like one of the big, like, I I guess some people are calling it a sleeper hit. It's, It's Bloodborne Pinocchio. And it's from a studio no one's ever heard of from before. They're a South Korean developer. And I think this is the closest anyone's ever gotten to being a like something that would trick other people into thinking this was a FromSoft release. It's like, uh, for me, uh, I've said it uh, before, it's like, for me it's like a rare like B game. Like a sort of a perfect uh, mm-hmm. encapsulation of what that used to be. Where it's like, this is like... You know, this is from a dev with definitely like less, you know, less less funds, less smaller size or whatever, but sort of being ambitious, yeah, and like um, and kind of kind of doing a lot uh, right, like getting a lot nailing quite a f- quite a few things. Um, it's a it's an actual seven out of ten game, not <laughs> that not not what seven out of ten has come to mean in the gamosphere. Uh, like we talked about with Octopath, this feels like a solid foundation for a sequel where they have the funding to do everything they want. Yeah, except Octopath is a is a is a not solid foundation. <laughs> okay, well, well you think we're interested in a sequel? Uh, yeah, no, but and what I'm saying, like, Octopath was a, is a much worse game, uh, much worse game than than Lies of P. Like. Yeah, I, I see what okay. you mean. Like, both are, yeah, except... I'm like, more likely to beat Octopath than I will ever beat Lies of P. Okay, so, so Brogan, what's, what's your first? issue? Yeah, let's go, Brogan, let's go. I have not beaten the game, 
maybe the game magically gets better. And, you know, maybe I, 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 okay. No, first of all, let me just say, Mm -hmm. I have like only a couple hours. Um, If I, if you already do by progression, um, the, the giant robot boss after the donkey boss on the bridge. So like probably like two hours, three hours, like Like very early in the game. Like first real, real boss. I beat him. And then I was like, this is not for me. This is, this is not what I like. Hmm. Um, Okay. I will say, wow. weirdly for a Souls-like, I think the bosses are overall the weakest part of this game. Uh, I for whatever reason, think about that. The mm-hmm. combat, the bosses get better as the game okay. goes on. Okay, let me just ask this. Uh-huh. What is um, what is the thing to like most about the game? I, I think I, I, it's interesting. I agree with Murph in the evaluation, but not in the reasons. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, but I for me yeah. the thing to like about the game, is you, you're both gonna laugh. I do like that they commit to the bit of having it be grim, dark fantasy Pinocchio. I like that they every character with a straight face says the puppets are going crazy and killing everyone. I um, think that's the weakest aspect for me. Okay. All right. Let me let me say what I don't like. First of all, I like Bloodborne a lot. I, I talk it down, but I only talk it down because people overhype FromSoft games. But mm-hmm. playing this, for me, put into perspective what FromSoft does right. I don't think this is a bad game. However, with Bloodborne, all the values of what like Murph likes in a game like this, I don't like. Mm-hmm. I like Sekiro. Sekiro is really good, but it was also a very curated experience built for its combat systems. Here, it feels like a weird mix of Bloodborne, a little bit of slug, sluggishness, and then a Sekiro where pairing really fucking matters. And with those elements, it doesn't make a great stew for me. And then like the Victorian public domain thing doesn't really (laughs) click with me especially since at the very least my initial exposure of the first few hours was a very like it's the victorian bloodborne thing but it has like bioshock infinite mech things i don't like the robots i think the robots are bad they're lame i don't like them it's it's bad the enemies are bad I, i think the entire world thing is bad sorry but uh yep. I mean, that's I lo- that's my favorite bit i love the uh, i love the aesthetic i love the production mm-hmm. design yeah i don't uh, know what to say here i i'm okay so uh, since I, f- I felt like that um so i think i personally uh would i think i would have could have agreed with Brogan, but i do think the game gets much better um once you hit a certain array of options combat options so uh, once you get like all the different arms, you can like maybe up- upgrade them. Um, once you get um, certain weapons uh, and like certain like ha- get get like enough sort of points on your maybe like on your stamina meter, on your arm meter, blah 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 blah. Um, and then I think once this, there was a clear point in the game for me where like once I hit that, I was like, like I'm kind of I feel really good here, like movement. Like, I feel, like, really equipped, and it's still, like, challenging. And so I agree mm-hmm. with Murph about the bosses, where, like, I would say, like, the early bosses are weaker than the later, but I would, like, I, because I think they're overtuned. They're, they're too difficult at the start. 
Um, yeah, the, it the, feels the like it is made is for people there. that like Souls-like games. The curve is not quite there. So and mm -hmm. now I'll say where I disagree, which is the two points exactly where they switch totally around for me. So um, I'll say the uh, just quickly on the world building sets instead. I, I I like the Pinocchio conceit. I'm actually reading. I'm almost done actually. I, I'm reading Pinocchio right now, like the, the original in Italian. Um, mm -hmm. And it's 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 really fun to see like where they picked certain stuff, like how they like picked certain stuff, sort of where they like situated it in the game and like how they sort of did their own take on it it's kind and like, like they clearly clearly read like the original text um but um i think the execution for me is disappointing because um what happens is that you still have a very cliche array of enemies like the the puppets the puppets are the most interesting but then you have like the robots are, are boring the zombie-like things are even more boring, um, and and that's just kind of disappointing to me. Like like I felt like they should like they they. I mean, I think that's where the limitations I guess show. Like it would have been much more work to sort of you know create uh, like I'll extend it to the environments here as well. Create sort of orig more original enemies and more original environments, which this game like for me this game doesn't have like if you critically went through most of the game you would see that most of the designs aren't tied to like have nothing to do with Pinocchio like they're just very um just very conventional enemy design uh like video game enemy design um so I I, I agree about the, I agree about the parts where it does do the Pinocchio thing but for me it was disappointing how sort of little that was in the end um i that's i will thing. say the mm -hmm. the arm thing sounds like the most interesting part of the combat i i i I, the, I feel like arm. that it, that the and like sick that and the ability like i i don't know necessarily i didn't get too far into the system of it but like being able to swap out like the hilts or like the different components of the weapon itself for different things i thought that was cool um i didn't think it would be enough for me to change my mind on that i'm not even, which is why i'm not even using it. that <laughs> i just found one weapon that i really like it's the katana and it has a crazy yeah. move set it has a crazy rich move set and like super yeah. mobile use set where you can like parry a ton and so on it's really like that that really sort of that's that was the final puzzle piece for me where i was like yep um now, and I want to quickly say something about the uh, the combat and and the the war, and also a bit about the souls parallel, <laughs> um, sure. because um, like kind of parallel to my playthrough. I'm not quite done yet, by the way, but I've played so much because I'm so slow that I, I feel quite qualified to talk about this uh, because it's not much missing anyway. Um, I I actually watched a friend play large parts of um, of Elden Ring. And uh, I mean, he obviously went through it, but now like so, put so many hours into it, but now eventually gave up because he was kind of frustrated with it. And, and I was frustrated watching it because I couldn't believe what this sort of, um, what it ultimately amounted to. I felt like this is actually the lowest effort Souls game because of the um, open world, which actually is much easier to do than bespoke but like still open-ish but like bes bespoke open-ish 
design where it's like you have to think about much more. It's much. Is easy- this gonna become an Elden Ring cast? Continue. It's much easier to yeah, and I'm really like you know I'm not, I haven't even played it, but you know what just 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 um so I'm, I'm being like uh, you know obviously uh, I'm thin ice, but I don't mind. I don't mind. No um, no 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 no. Here's and instead here's making this giant world where you just put in so many bosses and like he was like he can't like he, he basically and you pick up so many items and it's just like quantity over quality and he like he he was like f- couldn't remember basically what he did in the game like before and like because it's just like also forgettable he was like looking for stuff to fight and looking for new things but like half the time he would go somewhere and he was already way too strong and he would like so it was wouldn't even be a fun fight because like because the way they handled that open world structure clearly for me uh like it was obvious just from watching and he confirmed playing like um led to um well everything that i always uh talk about when i say like open world design it's it has its place but in the end it's like much more challenging and much higher reward going for something more lin- doesn't have to be like strictly linear but like more linear than that and more bespoke and lies of p is really linear um in that sense i guess a little bit less ambitious than bloodborne but um uh, i think still it's better for it and um and uh i'll say that the combat personally i i really enjoy i i, I think it comes down to pa- how much you like pairing I, I don't see really see the where it, where it doesn't fit i think it's a game where pairing is, let's say, rewarded quite a bit and quite satisfying. But I agree that I assume it's not as mandatory as in Sekiro, which means that it, it actually lets you get away with not doing so much. But I found it sort of really rewarding, a rewarding playstyle, and um, also uh, sort of the playstyle where like then all everything kind of clicks. Not everything. The game suffers from sort of having definitely some elements in there where they're like i'm talking about the cubes the gold coins and stuff like that like where they uh, clearly just were think trying to think of like sort of some some stuff to like keep introducing during the game that shouldn't shouldn't be there like that there was fat to trim there in terms of some some sort of quote-unquote mechanics that's that that would be another criticism of mine um so yeah that's kind of my that's enough I'm curious, I want to hear what you, <laughs> what you have to say now. I guess I made enough. Made who, who, enough. Who, who, who goes next? Polemics who goes here. So, okay, polemics. so for me, where the um, the parrying for me, I love parrying in games. Usually when there's a parry mechanic, I get that down. Like the last time I played Bloodborne, I parried Orphan of Cost three times in a row and annihilated his first phase. Parrying uh, in Bloodborne is very unique for a parry system. Mm-hmm. So because it's a gun thing. Yeah. So for this, I think just like the window for perfect parrying is too narrow, especially for how reliant you are on it for some of the. How do I want to phrase this? A lot of the bosses delay the shit out of their attacks, where it's like they'll raise up, and it's like, oh, 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 and then they'll, like, hit in two frames. And those are always the hardest ones to parry, because you really have to learn the timing, especially on the perilous attacks that, like, you can't dodge out of. 
But yeah. weirdly, anytime the boss is just like attacking fast and it's just like a real flurry of movement, those ones are always easy to perfect parry because you get into yeah. a natural rhythm of the combat. Correct. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Especially if you're playing with heavy weapons like me, in which case you can typically break a lot of enemy weapons, and that's super satisfying. Um, totally. As far as the weapon like crafting system, it's sort of... I like the idea. I like the idea a lot that every weapon has a handle and it has a blade, and the handle is the moveset, and the blade is what you actually upgrade. So you never run into that issue of, like, you find a weapon that seems cool, but you've already sunk all your upgrade resources into whatever your current build is. And so you don't necessarily want to swap over. But in this, it's like, oh, if I like the moveset of this weapon, just swap the blade you have, upgrade it, onto that. Boom, new moveset, and you've lost, like, no damage. Um, I think the issue is that a lot of the weapons are sort of, like, the blade and handle they're paired with, usually turn out to be what they're best suited for especially with the fable arts and the the other other issue is that the boss weapons that you get um which is a very dark souls 3 mechanic where you trade in a boss's soul for a unique weapon those you ones can can't do that in all of them murph by the way it's yeah it's just the first one i thought of um those those boss <laughs> weapons can't be deconstructed and they usually have like the coolest move sets the katana dd yeah. mentioned that's a boss weapon yeah so good and so now the trick now the thing that's really cool about lies of p is that they just give you a shit ton of upgrade resources as mm -hmm. you get into the back half of the game and i had also, multiple like... weapons fully upgraded yeah and weapons also like there's a ton of weapons as well Mm-hmm. Okay, so I have some I have some fundamental parrying mechanical questions here. Mm -hmm. I don't know if these can be answered. Um, but here's like my POV, and maybe you can enlighten me to how the game goes. First of all, does parry window timing change between weapons? No. 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 The only okay. thing a weapon I'm affects regarding parrying is if you if you guard how much damage uh you end up taking when you guard and how much damage you deal to the enemy's weapon when you perfect parry and like stagger you apply yeah. mm -hmm. okay so yeah. like but I not guess the I'm... only factor by the way it's it's also I... obviously your stats and, and so on i, and, like, I guess i want to have equipped oh. and sorry mm -hmm. i guess i want to explain like my pov when it comes to like appreciating these games is is like for Bloodborne, it hits, like, kind of a soft gray spot. But Sekiro, to me, is, like, if you like FromSoft Combat, Sekiro's the answer. And Bloodborne is, like, it's it's a it's not cowardly way, but it's, like, a gray zone between Souls and Sekiro. Mm -hmm. And if what you like is Bloodborne, then you should like Sekiro. Because, like, the thing is, is, like, Sekiro is tight and focused combat. And, like, the delays or everything are, like... I guess that's the other thing I wanted to know regarding enemy rhythm in this is, is like in Elden Ring, you're right. There's so many fucking bosses and they all do fucking weird aggro and delayed attack timing because that's how FromSoft thinks you guys like combat, right? That, that Like that's just how they've evolved boss design over this time. And so with that, I'm wondering if it's like that approach where it's like bosses feel kind of slapped together. Sekiro has those timings. However, each boss is meticulously made to where it feels like its own natural rhythm. 
Mm-hmm. There's only one weapon in Sekiro, and all the other side stuff are to complement or compensate if the base game is not, like, if you're not clicking with the specific moment. So I'm wondering, like, I guess I'm wondering in the essential combat, um, if it works or gets better or is more or, or is satisfying enough <coughs> or if or do, like you know what i'm saying here? i think like I think how, GD, how tight is its design i think pablo said it best when he said that a lot of it feels overtuned, where it feels like they had like their their first wave of testers attack a boss and like they beat it pretty quickly and they were like okay let's give it Let's switch up the the timing of its attacks. Let's give it like an AOE thing. And then the second wave goes in and then they beat it. And it's like, well, it's still too easy, clearly. Let's add more things it can do. Um, so for me, yeah, it's and just... Like, and, and it doesn't really change. It's just that um, the main difference is that you, the, the difference in empowerment <laughs> took the Yeah, and every boss gigantic. has two phases. Like after this fourth or fifth chapter i would say it's like where you're like okay this is where you're like sort of the largest so after that it's like obviously further increases but like diminishing returns but that's kind of where you like start when you're like reach the state where you are pretty much feature complete in a sense um but up to that i think it's like after fifth chapter yeah fifth must be the um the gang um mm-hmm. that you fight uh like those are, yeah, those are challenging. Uh, I would say like they're even they're, like those fights. It's not like they're not fun. I mean, I, I, I you saw me play through that fire boss, uh, like mm-hmm. through the yeah. through like a million runs on him, and like, you know, now the 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 further I go, the less the fewer runs I need on these bosses in a way. Like, uh, in a way, like that's how it is. Like, <laughs> I'm you know, doing them more like quicker and quicker. Um, you know the conceit of like Melania where it's like the the time you beat her is the time she does waterfowl strike the least yes that's how a lot of the bosses in lies of P felt to me it's like okay we're we're doing good because the boss hasn't done the one move I don't have an answer for you know I see I would say for some bosses that I can see that yeah yeah. Like there was a, yeah, there was one boss where like, yeah, basically um, if it did a certain routine, it was really annoying because um, it meant like it was running around and like. um, I know exactly what boss you're talking about. Just through the sentence running around. Yeah. And like (laughs) if it hit like, like with the pixel of his fucking, the side of his butt or whatever, which honestly I could looking at the screen i didn't even see the the, the connection like the touch like, didn't see the the two models connecting really but mm-hmm. that that did a ton of damage it did like half the health bar um so yeah uh, um basically like i was doing like I, I had the for me a big issue for for like um the bosses just in general were just the the two phases because it's like uh a lot of the time I was just, um, you know, I, I just, I, I could do the first phase in my sleep, basically. Like, I had it, like, it was, I guess it was still sometimes satisfying to do, like, an actual, like, almost perfect run of it, or, like, a bit, a bit of a slop, some were a bit mm-hmm. sloppy or whatever, but basically I had it down pat, like, 
uh, the fact that I still have to prove to the game that I can do this the first phase, like have to do it over and over. I, I just I'm not a fan of that. Just, yeah, I don't think that's, because that's you get through much. the first phase, it gets to the point where you're getting through the first phase so easily, but then you get to the second phase and they do the one move you don't have an answer for and you die. Yeah, or and like you like, get okay. to the second phase and like, um, and like you have, um, let's say, it takes maybe like you have to get there a couple times to even learn the move set of the the second phase. Mm -hmm. But then along the way, you will maybe out of frustration still then die to the first one a while yeah. because you still have don't have it like completely down and, and like yeah, it's just uh, that's the second phase stuff I didn't like at all. And for people who uh, because second phase may have different connotations for people, this is a circumstance where you decrease a boss's health bar completely then you get a cutscene of them powering up and then it's like a new boss has begun with a full health bar it's not a circumstance of you get them down to half and they do like yeah, a rage right. attack to back you off um yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it's, I, it's sister frida in dark souls 3 yeah actually there are a few bosses like that see that's terrible yeah that's terrible and so anyway i mean i think we all, I think Murph and I still, despite sort of our different, um, you know... What we like and dislike about it, we're still coming to the same place of, this is a solid B. This is a solid, yeah, I thought it was like a solid, yeah, I mean, I still haven't quite finished it, but it's solid and like, you can solid still B. commend... More like solid P. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Uh, the, uh, sorry, uh, we'll, but, yeah. No, I think we're done. I think we're done. DD, do you want to start your our own podcast? Well, can I? Do we have to do like a story of seasons, like type with a name? Because I don't have the rights to. Yeah, I now own it. Guys, are you ready for the variety minute? Yeah. All right. Just, uh, you guys, how long? You don't do like Animal Crossing minute anymore? <laughs> no, no, no. no I hate, it was I actually. Hate to bring that it was actually us. I think it was still like in our era. I think when we when we killed yeah. that. Yeah. But uh, we, I forget what we did back then. We did like. I remember when you got super excited over Shark Week. There was like Shark, shark Week, <laughs> and you were like, "Let me spend five minutes talking about sharks and Animal Crossing." Uh, I was like, "All right, dog, whatever." <laughs> yeah. uh, oh, I think a while we also played like each game from from this from the big bundle. Uh, oh, that was nice. We should do that. Murph likes doing like itch.io games and stuff. We should do an itch.io. Itch, that's not, yeah, that's not a bad idea. Yeah, itch.io minute. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, <laughs> this week's variety minute <laughs> yes, is yes. Disney games. Mostly Donald Duck, but there's a lot of Disney games. I like I like Mickey Mouse games a lot. Mm -hmm. It's the best place for Mickey Mouse because otherwise he's, you know, kind of boring. Yeah, yeah, this is like the uh, like have just being a blank generic avatar works as a video game character. Um, mm -hmm. I think the illusion games, not yeah. always, but largely speaking, if it's got illusion as a title, it's worth checking out at least. Um, and there's Donald Duck's in uh, at least one of them as a co-op partner. 
Um, yeah. So yeah, except no, I, uh, I love those. Except one, which is one of the worst games I've ever played. Just uh, <laughs> that breaks the rules. Which one's that? Do you remember that one? Yeah, it's Epic hard Mickey. To the Disney is Epic, oh, yeah. Epic Mickey Power of Illusion, which is a 3DS oh, yeah. game. That is fucking. That is abysmal. That is t- that is terrible. That is a and and they use that game. title specifically because they I think knew what they out, were doing. The, fucking they assholes. knew what they were doing. Yeah. <laughs> No, they yeah. fucked up. Anyway, time. but yes, um, otherwise I agree. Illusion Games, good. It, and it's weird. It feels like a lot of the, like, because you'll see them once in a while. It's like, it feels like a lot of the Disney re-releases are specifically about, like, 90s nostalgia for, like, Disney Renaissance and, like, Toon Disney stuff. But, like, in my head, like, the only time I saw, like, a, oh, shit was the uh, Saturday morning collection with the Capcom bundle. Because yeah. Capcom made some amazing uh, Disney games back in the day. Some, yeah, definitely some good one. I I recently replayed um, Dark and Dark, which is always one of my favorites because it's like kind of Mega Man light. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it was, you know, I had like, a, it's really good in my head. It's good. Like, uh, I think the one that really sort of, you know, holds up as amazing as absolutely DuckTales, like that's a yeah, that's a killer. DuckTales two also quite good, um, mm-hmm. um, but but yeah, like Darkwing Duck, pretty pretty good, and 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 uh, Chippendale is like I, I'm not huge on it solo. It's it's kind of it's fun multiplayer. It's uh, definitely one built for co-op. Yeah, Tailspin is also I'd say like decent, not great, um, but yeah, I mean uh, it's really weird. I still don't get like. Like on Switch, we got like the fucking Aladdin Lion King collection with like all the versions for that and like Jungle Book, I think, in it. And now then doing, um, they're doing like this, this Gargoyles game next um, with like a sort of um, where you can toggle between the original S- SNES and, and like a new sort of look for it. And there was one more where I was like, okay, why? And then, and but they still haven't like ported afternoon collection to the to the switch really really strange anyway um the, there is only one goofy game i like and that is goof troop for the i've, Super I've played goof troop i used to play that I with my cousin goof troop goof troop's a good game what Solid. about goofy's fun house for the ps what about, what about goofy extreme skating what about that but what about goofy's fun house though i rented Did that you? i rented that at <laughs> a time I, I rented that with I rented that as a twice with Super Mario Sunshine, which tells which means that the GameCube was out and the thing PS2 GameCube and I rented Sunshine and twice PS1 the PS1 game Goofy's Funhouse, which was is, it good? It's not. How fun was that house? <laughs> the house was fun. The game was not. Yeah, Goofy's Funhouse is emblematic. I am more familiar of Disney games that are sort of the, uh, like the interactive play places. Uh, you know, I I had those. I had that for. I had a Winnie the Pooh one. I had an Aladdin one. I had a Toy Story sure. one. Uh, and that's why I, you know it's just a bunch of mini game collections and sh- animated shorts linked together with with tenuous menus. Mm-hmm. Uh, did any of you play Disney's Villains Revenge? No. For Windows. Oh my gosh. Pass. That was a wild one because that had uh, that was one of the first ones to have FMV cutscenes, 
mm, for 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 their computer games, and they had like all the original voice cast. I mean, give I or take. I, I mean, they didn't have this. they didn't have the original voice for the Evil Queen, but the premise was is that all the villains, including the ringmaster from Dumbo, uh, steal steal the happy endings out of the out oh. of the big book of Disney, and you, the player, have to chase them down and get back the good endings, and they're all nightmare scenarios. Like I Peter... could go for some happy endings right now. <laughs> Peter Pan's <laughs> an old man. Alice has been decapitated. You, you wanna you want Hook to do it, Baron? So, yeah. He'll, <laughs> yeah. take, he'll take care Captain of Hook to just yeah, left hand right there we go. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah. Let me ask y'all, how many Donald Duck games have you played? Uh Quackshot. Yeah, I, I just focused on I just focused on Donald Duck games for, for my prep for this minute because this it's just too many Disney Disney games. Uh so uh I've tried to highlight uh, here's the ones here are the ones that because there's you know quite a few of course and also quite a few Japanese exclusive ones also. Uh, some, the Japanese some love Donald. They love Ducktales. They love they love them. We all love them. I love Donald by the way. I mean he's Donald's like, probably he the was best. one of my heroes growing up from the comics though. The Donald, well, and the shorts. Yeah, both, I guess both that's the, the thing. Disney shorts the, and the comics uh, Donald. Yeah. I think Goofy has better solo movies. However, I think Donald and like the entire Duck pantheon with the uh, Banks like comics. Like yeah. Scrooge McDuck, yes. all of them. Like that's that's, that's the the ultimate best. And that lends but itself. I like Goofy to, in in film. That lends itself mm-hmm. to games because they're all adventure stories. Like yes. our game of the week, they're all globe trotting adventures with sometimes like really high concepts, but they just like embody the sense of fun and exploration that really lend themselves to games. Yeah, yeah, those comics are mobile. Um. Uh, so I'll start with uh, one actually quick mention. Uh, Donald Duck's Playground for the Commodore. Uh, oh it's actually gosh, quite a classic, um, you know, educational game, and I think a really fun one, like a uh, uh, really good one, sort of one of those. I mean, it's an educational game, but still uh, actually uh, had quite a sort of nice array of activities. Then I think uh, when we're talking about sort of like very like you know donald in a platformer or whatever we have to talk about um i always considered them like kind of a, a connected which is um even though there were some games in between that and that's including Crackshot. but i'm a uh, lucky dime lucky dime caper for the master system and then some games in between but then later on on the genesis uh, mega drive deep duck trouble um because you're they're... basically going by the sega of japan development Right, that's that's what you mean, right? I mean, like, uh, I'm talking about Donald Duck games, uh, the the chronology of Donald Duck games. No, and, like, no, but like I'm saying, like you're saying, like you lump these together because of their development heritage, right? Yes, and because yeah, because they're like just kind of similar mechanically, so to speak, and like and like yeah, like levels and wires and stuff like that. Because then you have World of Illusion starring Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck, and um, on the on the on the Mega Drive and this name, you know, the Magical Quest series, which is actually, you know, good, like, those are great Mickey games, especially, like, really like the first one. The third one for Super Famicom, so Japan, Japan exclusive, uh, had Donald as well. So um, that's kind of, that's also like World of Illusion. That's, those are two games where Mickey and Donald are the two uh, playable characters. Um, and, and World of Illusion is actually, um, and also uh, Land of Illusion, which was a, um, uh, Game Gear, those are actually quite relevant for Quackshot because that was more or less there was like huge um, 
overlap in the team for those games. Um, but uh, continuing uh, after deep deck trouble for, for Mega Drive, then we have Maui Mallard and Cold Shadow, which is a um, uh, SNES game where Donald's kind of a ninja type. Uh, well, he has like, a lot of jobs. He's a, he's a this Maui Mallard is one of the weirdest ones because it's not based on any like existing yeah. Duck Universe property. It's like, what if right. Donald was the star of a Magnum PI type show where he yes. was also a ninja? Yeah, yeah. It, it was always kind of confounding to me. I thought this was a broken favorite, but I guess not. Um, continuing. Quack, quack Shot was my favorite. It's why I suggested Quack Shot. <laughs> uh, okay, okay. Yeah, continuing. Uh, uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely not my favorite. But um, uh, continuing, we have Donald Duck going Quackers, which is actually a game of my childhood, uh, and a very interesting one because um, it actually had, uh, depending on how you count it, sort of five different versions. So um, we have the N64. So we have one sort of uh, bundle of, of consoles here that had the same version, which was Nintendo 64, PC, and Dreamcast. I had the PC version, by the way. Um, then you have PS1, which is has some differences, but it's mostly just the worst version of those. Like it's it's kind of the, sort of a yeah worst stripped down version of of that bundle. Then you have the PS2 and GameCube versions of that game, which are actually pretty like or like no actually really different because it's a very different level design boss so really different game i have the um i have it for i have later on i picked up the ps2 version as well uh i, I prefer the, the 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 first the n64 pc dreamcast then you have the game boy color game which is actually really nice looking very very nice looking game and it's kind of decent it's a fun platform actually fun Game Boy Color platformer. And then you have the GBA version, which is different than the Game Boy Color version. Not as good, in my opinion. Um, so kind of five different versions of that game. I mean, PS1 sort of. It, in it's always stuff. fascinating to see, like, they could have ported a lot. You know what I mean? Like, they just developed five separate games for, for different consoles. That's so weird. I think I played Going Quackers. Mm -hmm. as a mcdonald's gamecube like mm -hmm. kiosk mm -hmm. i think that's the only time i've ever played it i would say it's it's fun i would say it's like a yeah it's like especially the the n64 pc dreamcast version it's like it has um it has like crash bandicoot type 3d sections yeah. and 2d sections as well um and like there's a donald getting angry mechanic you know Similar to the that's one common. that's similar to the one that's underused in Quackshot, yeah, um, and and so on. And the final game I want to highlight here because I actually also uh, played it as a kid. I got it later because I wanted it, uh, but as a kid I played it with friends quite a bit, and that's this Disney's PK Out of the Shadows. I was gonna um, mention it. I just want to say if if you ever like imagine like a PS2 era platformer, like a generic cartoon platformer for yeah. me i don't imagine pk but like box art just like all of it's like this is this is what ps2 platforming yeah. was it's a bit like it almost reminds me of sly cooper a little bit yes um 
I don't know. I I I really like PK. I have to say, I really like that persona for for Donald. I uh, always liked it in the comics as well. Like um, the new, like in the the obviously not the. It's his Duck Dodgers. Yeah, but oh yeah, I see. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah. could say that. Yeah. So and it's I don't know. It's like one of it's like a. Yeah, you're right. It's like it really is like a sort of emblematic game in the sense of like yeah, licensed game, pretty good. Not great, but like, I appreciate. I don't know. It's a, exactly the kind of license game I, I appreciate. Um, uh, of that, and very much of that era. By the way, PS2, GameCube, Xbox, GameCube best version. In that case, uh, we're talking also here about you know we're talking about this era where, you know, not like now we're like you know there's basically no difference between, uh, you know, PS5, Xbox or whatever. You know, it's not. It's it's mm-hmm. maybe like some small like performance stuff or whatever but like back then it was really big differences between between these there were usually usually was always like a clear like clearly preferable version um and, like and gamecube gamecube often had a technical edge to yeah. it um yeah but that being said it also depended on what the actual developers were optimizing for definitely, these definitely. days it would be like the ps5 version you can exclusively play as gus goose or something mm-hmm. <laughs> timed exclusively <laughs> yeah yeah just just yeah. content stripped out of it um and if i may i'll, I'll give a <laughs> I, i'll give a, a a little a cheeky um bonus game here which is actually uh it's a uh, daffy duck <laughs> daffy duck game <laughs> Uh, and I think it's my favorite Daffy Duck game, and it's Daffy Duck. What, foul we're completely play. off script. That's a completely different company. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> he just wants to mention it. Yeah, we could have made the uh, Variety Minute Duck Games. The next time, <laughs> we could have actually. Yeah. Would yeah. Untitled Goose Game count, or, or is that? That's completely... a goose. What the fuck? No, <laughs> no, no. But oh, listen, you can include I'm, Daffy Duck, but I can't include Goose Game. All right, I see how. It I is. don't know when you'll have me back on again, so I have to like. <laughs> he has to get it all years. out. <laughs> yeah, it could be another two years. So, um, uh, and next up, here's my investment recommendations that I have uh, for you guys. And uh, oh. foul play on the Game Boy, Game Boy Color is is a it's, it's fun fun thing, fun platformer. Where you uh, and I really always loved its look. Um, that's all. Now we can move on. All right, everyone. Is it time for the game of the week? Did you know if you take Kingdom Hearts three as canon, <coughs> Donald Duck is the most powerful mage in Square Enix history? Okay, mm-hmm. we're gonna ignore that. We're just gonna ignore <laughs> did, that. Did you hear something? <laughs> I didn't hear anything. <laughs> good good i'm glad we agree all right this week's game of the week is quack shot released in 1991 for the sega genesis you play as donald duck on the search for king garuzia's ancient treasure 
To do this, you're going to fly all around the world and go on little adventures in the levels. There's multiple mechanics, but the two I really want to highlight before we begin that lay the foundation here are the plunger as the primary weapon and the flag system of checkpoints. The main mm -hmm. weapon is a plunger that can get two upgrades throughout the game, but mainly stuns enemies and provides platforms for walls and it can also later on grab onto flying enemies there is no safe system and no password system um the levels are meant to be revisited back and forth generally kind of maybe using flag checkpoints at specific locations um i'm not going to go further on let's just have the conversation you don't Gentlemen, them, right they just happen automatically so to speak yes yes you don't you don't choose it, it it's at specific moments i, I want to um, add one like info type thing um, okay. If I, if I may, which is. Um, you just, didn't want to do this, but. Go I, said, ahead. I said I would compliment. I said I would like add uh, when I okay. thought like something was missing. missing. And it's just that um, Emirin, uh, who's, um, uh, who's the, the, the pseudonym for Emiko Yamamoto, she, she was uh, a like pretty, you know, pretty like important figure at Sega, like, like sort of. She, and she. she uh, her first like game where she um, really was sort of uh, you know had like a prime responsibility was uh, Castle of Illusion you know which is a great game um, and that being the game designer there sort of editor the game design and director position for uh, Quackshot uh, and also for World of Illusion starring Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck uh, so um, and so she she was kind of the Sort of the head of these of this sort of three uh, of these three like Mickey slash Donald games, and also um, sort of uh, the other parts of the team also the, those games share um, you know other parts of the team as well, um, and yeah, so I just wanted to highlight her also you know because like you know w women developers also you know uh, always going overlooked. Uh, <laughs> are, are we good yeah well, was, that not a, was that not a good was that not a good no, info piece yeah. <laughs> no it was good it was good you could have just said it during the thing no I saw it good no it was good it was good info good factoid I was, agree that I was like my it. old style uh, like I would have that's how I would have done it back in the day like, the, get it the all, new like, style is I bad. say gentlemen what did we think of Quackshot and now you can say whatever you want about Quackshot. <laughs> Pavlos, you're the guest. She did the field. She was a field artist on Sonic Riders. Anyway, uh... <laughs> he's just reading Wikipedia highlights. He has nothing to say about the game. <laughs> uh, producer and D. I about to say DIJ. <laughs> Disney's Magical Mirror started. The entire time, we're like, wow, Pablo's is really learned about all... I'm just, just noticing... Reading, reading I'm just reading Moby Games, which is... Uh, uh, I recommend to everyone. But, um, like, I'm just noticing that all these games... Disney's Magical has starring Mickey and Minnie. For the, the, <laughs> what are the opinions on Quackshot? <laughs> this starring thing is, 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 is certainly... Pablo's! Pablo's! <laughs> you're not the host anyway. Just sit down. Okay, all right. So, Quackshot... Um, Quackshots, you know, it's this, uh, you know, it's kind of, it's this adventure game, like Murph said earlier. Uh, I think right off the bat, the first thing that kind of really pops is how, how great it looks and animates. Uh, 
really mm. sort of vibrant colors um, and just very expressive animation. All the locations are like really, you know, have their own like really distinct like color palette. Uh, so it's, uh, first, right off the bat, it's like a great looking game. And that's also a staple for a lot of the, um, a lot of these Disney games from, especially on the Sega consoles, but also on, on also the Magic Quest uh, games on, on Famicom and SNES. So I think maybe we could talk about the look first. I, I like all the sprite work in this game. I think the camera is too close. Um, mm. I think that makes a lot of the combat's a, a strong word, but it makes a, it, it just led to a lot of damage I feel like was unavoidable because it's so zoomed in. It, and it's coupled with Donald's limited movement. And I don't mind Donald's limited mm. movement, but with the camera, you can go into situations where you move forward and you're like, oh, wait, oh, no, I got hit. It's a little... Thankfully, it's a this game's also forgiving. Yeah. You hit, you hit quite a few... Yeah, you take quite a few hits. And that's it's because old-time listeners will know I, I, always, I always toot this horn. Big sprites, bad. Big sprites, bad. And mm. I, I mean, I, I like, but Murph is also right. Like, uh, obviously, it's always a combination of like, you know, size of the sprite in relation, you know, uh, to the size of everything else and the, the screen um, format or like the, the, the zoom, the zoom, etc. Like, so, but like, ultimately, the result is the sprite is too big in relation to everything else. Big sprites is, you know, I've, I've always sort of highlighted this. And here it's like, I found it still the movement quite fluid, but yes, because you're so, because fucking Donald's big ass is so big. Um, <laughs> he has a very biz casual stride. <laughs> yeah, you take a lot of hits. Uh, but I will say that I like that how after you get hit, you still have some, you have like air control and stuff like that, at least. It's and and like... the invincibility frames are like long. It's very forgiving. Yes, it's very too. generous. I found the platforming to be kind of floaty. It was difficult to do precision jumps, which it doesn't ask of you often. Yeah. Um, I think <clears throat> my overall issue with the game is that it's just like too short feeling. A lot of the what? levels are like too thwart. Did you say thwart? Short. Thwart? Short. Oh, short. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. We heard the same thing though. Yeah. Yes. No, but I agree. No, I part of me likes how short it is. Be, but it's so weird because you know if you look at like labels on the internet or whatever, people will label it a you'll like you can see on Wikipedia it says Metroidvania on there. Obviously, it's not at no. least by modern standards, but like especially back when Metroidvania as a term was evolving, I think people were just throwing it around on anything that was unconventional level systems here. And like the level system does encourage you in an adventure game way to be like, "Oh, yes, that one thing. I got to go back over here now and solve the problem over here." That's why the flags function like that. Mm -hmm. Is because there's no save system and there's no password system. It does know with the adventure game elements that you need to go back to these places. So the flags are essentially there to be like, oh, you got the thing. You passed the one part of the level. You yeah. don't have to do that again. There are sometimes you have to back backtrack, but I think they are cleverly designed. A good, you know, so it, it doesn't really matter that much. I, I think one of the 
easier backtrack segments for me, for instance, was, was like right after you get the plunger and you go back to Duckburg and you need to get the uh, bubbles or whatever and you have to go back through the cityscape it's 10 times easier the plunger kind of trivializes things and then it super trivializes things on the way back so i think the game is smart about how it goes back and forth but it is bizarre in a few ways especially with how short things are yeah yeah it kind of can't really unfold but you know the, the thing is with the, the flag thing it, it's it seems kind of um it seems kind of um, you know uh, unusual at first, but what it essentially is, if we're being honest, is like a sort of level two, like like yes. like Sonic, like zone, z act zone, one, act two, uh, act two, um, except that act two doesn't happen right after act one. You, you go somewhere yes. else first, and then yeah, which is still you know still enough, like still gives it a little bit of a of a sp of a spice of a novelty. Um, it gives but, it a good um, theming of a globe-trotting adventure because you'll get to like yeah, a place yeah. in Egypt, and it's like you can't get inside the pyramid unless you have the Sphinx's tear, and you don't know where that's going to be. But it, then you go to India, and it's given to you as a gift in exchange for beating a tiger. Yeah, yeah. Is um, that tiger like Shere Khan's head with like a pot belly? It's a yeah. It's a weirdly fat tiger. I think because it breathes fire. Uh, was it more of a was it more of a, a Jungle or a Aladdin tiger for you? I <laughs> Jungle Book is Shere Khan. For me, I saw Shere Khan's head. I it's saw just Aladdin. the bodies. I saw the. I, saw the I did see Raja. Uh, oh. More. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we. So okay. we win. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, no, but. Uh, in, so hmm, yeah it was a bit for me the it was a bit uh, kind of the darkwing duck thing where like i had this uh, in my in my memory the game was like slightly better than it ended up being for me this time um i had some some complaints which uh which and also some other positives i could still name but like to to name some to, to name another positive for example um the plunger thing is fun especially climbing walls because once you figure it out you could like zoom up walls because uh what you have to what you do is like you um you basically hit you shoot the plunger mid jump and then you will like land on it immediately you jump up shoot the plunger ascending like mid ascension um and like there's a rhythm there that i found super easy to like once i like found it i was like i could just reproduce it like easily and it was actually super fun to like just zoom up walls real quick that was actually really fun but um uh music for me was very uneven i will say i didn't like uh, a lot of the music in this game there's especially one track that plays but essentially like all sort of insides like in the pyramid and others it's like kind of you could call it like an underground theme or whatever mm -hmm. smb under like and that was really that that there was those were the old like mega drive genesis farts uh, that you hear about um the fart sound chip um then and the level design was 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 hit or miss for me there was some um i can name like two examples for example where like uh, i i just was not enjoying it the one one was the labyrinthian thing in the in the palace the maharaja's oh, palace yeah, yeah that it was didn't bad. Even yeah. take me so much but it just felt it just didn't feel satisfying it didn't even take me so long but like and the other one was the um the, the thing with the ghosts where like 
Yeah, the big ghosts that split into all the little ghosts. Mm-hmm. Um, That's yeah, frustrating. You just get hit there. I don't even because again, Donald has a bet as a as a has a big big behind. booty. Yep, uh, and you just get hit there. I mean, it's it's like yeah, I don't, I don't even, like it's just random. It, you can't dodge. It almost feels. It almost feels like you have to have like a perfect run leading up because there's two, there's technically two uh, infinite hallway ghost segments, yeah. and and both of them I feel like you have to get like the run right right before um, you get to them or else you're kind of like fucked. Um, but otherwise, like I don't know, I, I think it's definitely uneven. I would agree with the word uneven. Um, for me, the moments where I complained the most were moments where I didn't have control of Donald in like a particular way, like hanging on to the birds or, um, if I was hanging on the wires, um, in Duckburg, any moment like that, where I'm sort of sitting there waiting, I, I, I was, I was well, with the birds, you can move it, right? When you're hanging yes. The but even then, like for me, it's like, I don't know. It. It's the the alternative mobility. As much as I just complained about Donald's mobility, right. um, I felt like those segments uh, held me back a little bit. There's also the weapons uh, we should mention uh, that where you like uh, you get upgrades to the plunger, which is not like it's so significant, but you know, uh, and and then the bubble and the um, the uh, popcorn like popcorn spread, spread shot exactly popcorn. Which I, I use on some bosses, but it like has very very limited ammo. Um, it it, it is bubbles, like the best weapon, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The bubble, I think it was really good on one boss uh, where like you could basically cancel, like you could like. Um, it was like which one was it? Uh, I think the was tiger. it Dracula? Oh no! Or maybe Dracula, where you could like hit him as it was coming to toward you, and if you hit him with the bubble, which is like essentially like a close-up weapon like basically like you hold it in front of you and let the yeah the the, the, the like the, the enemy run into the bubble and um, it actually negated his negated his damage like his body the body of the boss would be would also do damage to you but once you hit him he wouldn't and so actually you would like you know hit him right as he was about to hit you hit the bubble and you wouldn't take a hit from his body so there the, the, the was actually a sort of a bubble bubble fight, I think. So it was supposed to be a bubble yeah. fight. Um, I wish you could swap weapons with a press of a button rather than opening a menu and selecting what you want to have equipped for the uh, half second you'll need it. If there was ever a remake, agree, they would like map that to like, the shoulder buttons yeah, or something. Even like Mega Man, like, you know, it's all, all the yeah. Mega Man games. Like, every, like that was a very... I don't know why that never happened until like later. I guess it's like such a trigger thing. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Although SNES had triggered anyway, but um, and 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 uh, yeah, but um, I guess from I guess you could for me it's like this. Uh, I I could th- since this is not getting a sequel, right? Um, like <laughs> I could see uh, I could see sort of a a fan uh, patch, which sort of does like you know quack shot. Uh, I don't know quack shot reshot. 25th anniversary or did that pass did you say when it came out i think 91 right was it yeah 91 um yeah so like quack shot 25th anniversary edition um um like uh well no that passed sorry jesus it's done it's done done. we're 30 40 year (laughs) anniversary edition 
55, 55th year. 50 <laughs> years of quack shot. <laughs> 50 okay. years of quack shot. Like, and, and like fan, like what they could do is sort of some new music, uh, mm-hmm. maybe like enhance every zone, kind of give it a third act, add some new yeah. ones, um, add like one or two more weapons, quick weapon switch, just kind of beef it up a little bit like did y'all uh, like did y'all play the ducktales remake the ducktales remake was pretty I good to did. You, yeah. uh, I, I mean not as DuckTales. good as like the nes version but like in terms of things like if they were to make a quote-unquote quack shot whatever like for me like doing it like the ducktales remaster would be fine enough for me you know what i mean mm, yeah i don't remember liking it so much but uh, I guess That's you funny. mean like in terms of uh, yeah production value specifically in terms of look and voice, I like that. Yeah. That's the one thing I didn't like. Uh, one of the things I didn't like actually the the look and the voices. But uh, I don't know what to tell you, Pavlos. Here's what I will say. I mean, okay, you don't have to change anything about the look and quack. Okay. it looks it looks fantastic. No, I think it looks. I mean, it's 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 always been hi- always been highlighted as a as a strength of the game, like how how nice it looks. I agree. Okay. I have two thoughts. Number Mm -hmm. one, it's fucked that Daisy is not happy with the statue. (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, let's be honest. Daisy, I mean, one of my favorite shorts, and I think a life-defining short, is uh, Crazy Over Daisy. Do you know this one? Isn't that her second appearance, or...? It's like the one where uh, Donald is on the way to meet her on his bike, and then he gets yes. fucking attacked by the like not yet chip and chap, but you know, the little those those guys, and like he he he, he gets messed up. Then obviously because they just attack out of they just attack out of nowhere like they he did nothing to provoke him. Mm-hmm. To provoke. Well, him. I mean they're just assholes. Then he finally gets the, they're just assholes. Then he finally gets the revenge. He puts them into the wheels of the bike. Uh, like little wheels, hamster wheels, so to speak. And then when he arrives, she ha- she has like he has like flowers and chocolate for her, ready to to like, t- you know, they had. A He's trying to date. seal the deal. Yeah, they had a rendezvous. <laughs> He's trying to get a she good. Comes du- at He's him. trying to get a good deep ducking. <laughs> she comes. She comes. At, yeah. Uh, she she comes out from the house, and here's the thing that always conf- like confused me. Uh, Basically, she spots from pretty far away. She does like a, she 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 uh, stops and goes like, <gasps> like a little sort of gasp of indignation, and and I, because she see and like I always wondered how can how can she see from so far away, <laughs> behind him like on the street on the bike the little the little little chipmunks in the wheels like like she must have like crazy good vision um anyway then she slaps donald and like takes like t- has like pity on the little things and she so, like, may she and may she, not be the best girlfriend you said that this was a foundational him. cartoon for you <laughs> <laughs> it's one i think about a lot yeah okay <laughs> okay i also All sing right. the song it has a song it you know typically typically women don't like it when you torment small animals in front of them <laughs> It's it's not it's not like this. It's a more bleak inspiration. It's not about the. It's not a simple set. It's not about All the right. content. It's like about, it's about the know. vibes. I get it. It's about you the know, vibes. 
Donald is empty, like leaves empty-handed, and 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 yeah, it's done. <laughs> okay. All right. The other thing I was gonna say is, is like for me, <laughs> and I've talked about this a little bit before, in my opinion, with platformers. I think what's really special about platformers and why they're never really gonna go out of style is, is like one mechanic or one little nook or one little cranny is like enough to like still be elaborated elaborated on and like explored. I feel like the plunger is not really explored enough. Obviously there's a lot of things not explored mm-hmm. enough in this game, mm-hmm. such mm-hmm. as the anger system, which we'll get to in a second. Oh, but yeah. the pl- but the plunger itself is such a, a very smart platforming tool that I feel like you could just see it in an indie game. Like any indie game would be like, oh, this has the fucking Quackshot plunger. And that would be a game. That would that would be a game. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, it's weird that they give you two other weapons that are sort of like, oh, the popcorn is for when you want to like kill an enemy in front of you. The plunger only stuns. Yes. But it's like it stuns for such a long period of time that by the time you've walked, like, you can just bypass most enemies once you've stunned them. It's not like, oh, yeah. you got to stun them and there's a narrow window. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it may as well just be killing them because you're not going to deal right. with them again, typically. Um, right, right. It, really, the popcorn is only, like, I use that for bosses more than anything. Yep. Yep. Right. Um, no, yeah. Uh, the I agree that the plum, that's what I mean you know Crackshot 15th anniversary edition will have will like it, it you know it, it needs gonna... more for everything for like every part of the game needed just more fleshing out you know what I mean they're gonna add uh, in the the BFP the big fucking plunger <laughs> mm-hmm. okay all right um, uh, um, the, okay I like here's the, the thing. slide I like the slide it's I like the slide Ooh, it's a it's a very good, good slide. Yeah. yeah, that's good. Yeah, oh yeah. So, uh, probably so- his best movement tool, just in general. I just like it. Um, <laughs> the the anger system. Here's the thing about the anger system. Yeah, is it's really hell? only viable two, it's three levels. times. It's like in two levels. I, I only say. got it once. Yeah. <laughs> no, there's there's two times. For sure, you get it in Duckburg, and for First sure you level, get it in. Yeah. And then I think it's like Egypt. Pretty sure it's Egypt. Yeah, yeah. Or no, it's the, it's. Yeah. Uh, no, I think you're right. It's Egypt. Yeah. yeah, you get the peppers there, but if you die, your rage resets. Well then, well then you're fucked. <laughs> it's not that useful. It, it's, I think it's, they. Pu- I, yeah, what? It's like they introduce it in the first level as if it's gonna be like this this, this thing that will, you know, fucking should have given it to me against the ghosts, for example. Or, Donald's rage yeah. meter is on screen. It is part of the UI, ever present. You are meant to be thinking yes. about his yes. bubbling, boiling rage. <laughs> <laughs> and it's only used once in any real like, capacity. Honestly, you were right though. P- putting the rage in the ghost hallway would be sick. That's a level. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like you're just going make... bit ape shit. That's a storytelling ghosts? mechanic. Donald gets so fed up with these ghosts in these infinite hallways that he goes ape shit. Yes. Mm. Oh my god. Added like an insanity meter as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like like <laughs> eternal darkness. <laughs> Um, oh, man. I lost my train of thought. So I was busy thinking of Eternal Darkness with Donald it, Duck. Is Donald the game Duck with tank good? Controls. Wait, let's Did talk y'all like it? about the final boss fight. What what'd you think? So against that knight? Yeah. That didn't feel like much of anything. 
because he kind of throws yeah. his sword and then stands there and let you wail on him a lot. I, I beat that boss really quickly. That was the only boss I didn't need a second attempt can you, on. Can you do more? I, I thought I, I, I only did like two hits per cycle. I didn't, I, because I couldn't tell if uh, like more like more shots even did, even did damage. I think the plunger just falls off of him, like bounces off of him. But you can still stun him and, and mm. hit him with the popcorn. Oh, okay, yeah, no, I, I did, like, I did plunger only on that. Oh, you did a plunger only run. Plunge <laughs> percent. Yeah, uh, I think the bosses could have used a health meter a la Mega Man, because sometimes it's yes. difficult to tell whether you're actually, like, damaging them. They just flash white, which could mean yeah. anything. Yeah. And you don't uh, know how, how low they are, yeah. The, uh... I, 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 yeah, just to find final boss, uh, just, uh, yeah, I asked because I didn't find, like, bad, just a little bit. So, so you basically confirmed what I yeah like not yeah. not really not really much of anything you said yeah like I think all like... the bosses are mid but the fact that the final boss is mid is a bad sign. It, mm, it's a yeah. shame because it comes off of the Pete fight, which is sort of like the only one that's a real puzzle. Like he's yeah. on this this sort of a uh, robotnik like hover ball moving yeah. around the stage. Wait, what's you sort the puzzle of have to... element. What do you mean by the puzzle element? You just have to, like, because he's, he's moving around, he can go off screen, and you sort of have to chase him and line up oh. a shot, you know? Right. I just did it all. I don't know. I found, I found just... The thing is, like, I found just one movement that worked. So I just stayed, I just stayed on, the, on the, like, ground floor, and then, like, uh, yeah, like, I went, like, left, right, on the platform, hit him. Left, right, on the platform, hit him. It was just... I did mm -hmm. the same thing over and over again, which, whatever, but... It's not a bad fight, but like, uh, kind of the last, f the final fight was the same thing for me. Just kind of doing the same thing for a while. So, yeah. Just not very dynamic those fights. I it guess. could have used I mean, a lies of P second phase. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, lies, lies of oh Pete. Oh my god. Lies of Pete, huh? Huh? Oh, oh. You know, you know, Mickey Mouse oh. is going public domain soon. We could get. Oh we, we could yeah, get the Steamboat yeah. Willie tie-in. Star. Every game will have starring Mickey Mouse uh, in the title. <laughs> mm. yeah. Lies of Mickey Mouse. We, they would, have I that. It's called that. Epic Mickey. Oh my god. <laughs> that lie mechanic in fucking Lies of P made me think of fucking Epic Mickey. Let me tell you. <laughs> I think we're wrapping up. Is there is there anything else we need to say about Quackshot? Um, the uh, the the compo like I looked up the composer because I was kind of a, a little bit. A little bit disappointed. It must, it's fine, but like you know, a little bit. And um, actually, he's he's called um, Shigenori Kamiya, and uh, he did like also the music for the other for the for Castle and, and Legend of Illusion, not for World, mm -hmm. interestingly enough. But um, uh, he actually I actually recognized one of his uh, like he did like also some some just albums as a musician so like and i actually recognized one which i can recommend it's called moo mu the album uh yeah that's and that's it <laughs> that's the uh yeah like uh, check out that album i guess uh i think it's better than the, the game soundtrack but murph um, final thoughts mm-hmm Mm, uh, is Murph also, gone? I'm here. Screw. I'm here. I'm dwelling. I'm thinking. Uh, <laughs> All right, keep also going, screw Pablo. You, screw you, Daisy. 
Well, I Dude, intend it's to. Just, it's just seeing the statue. If I gave, like, any girlfriend a statue for for the date, I don't even think, was it an anniversary or some shit? No, it's no? just like, oh, it's you promised we'd have dinner later. Like, it wasn't even dinner <laughs> yeah. and a present. He showed up to the dinner with a present. <laughs> That's how it always goes. With his personal aircraft that he apparently owns. I like how for the big like thing where you grab the bird, he says, uh, "I should." It's not worth it to call my airplane for this. (laughs) That's true. It's like what? (laughs) Any other Um, game you'd be on the aircraft like Sonic with tails? Yeah. yeah. Also, Hugh Uh. and Louis game when. Oh yeah, that's true. Like, we didn't mention about- we didn't mention the other appearances. Like we just mentioned Pete for five seconds. Pete's right. in this. Goofy's in this. Goofy gives you right. like a puzzle answer. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Right. Yeah. He's just Goofy's chilling out in, in an Aztec temple. <laughs> yeah, he was there before you. Yeah. It's like what? what? Scrooge is in it technically at the start. Yeah, gyro yeah, gear loose. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No launch pad, McQuack. No. I, I guess they did that because Launchpad would obviously pilot universe. the plane, right? Or Oh, it's yeah, true, I guess different users. You're doing Louis yeah. piloting it. What are you talking about? They're, they're, That's what I'm but saying. Launchpad should have. That's his thing. They're the tails. They're the tails of this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Famous <laughs> pilot. Tails. Tailspin. OAO. Pablo's. doing associations? Yep. What's up? I am so thankful that you got to guest with us. We need to do this sooner than two two years. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, uh, uh, do, do you have anything to plug? Do you have anything to say to the viewers <laughs> at home that missed you? They would, they would mm-hmm. s- say to us, Papa, Papa Broken, when mm-hmm. is Pavlos going to guest on the Daydreamcast? And I would say... to get cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you might have to get say never, young child. Uh, I guess I can say uh, don't don't bother me, don't hassle, don't don't contact me, don't contact me or my family. That uh, there's absolutely zero uh, accounts or addresses that I, I, will, I will give you. Anti plug. In fact, delete um, the whole episode. Yeah, <laughs> delete your phone. He's a hermit. This. He's the old um, gaming hermit out in the woods, and the children come to him and say, "Please, old man, give us an opinion on a video game." And he will whisper, "No." <laughs> oh my gosh, um, Murph, do we have anything to plug? I will plug my other podcast. This podcast is a bad idea. We will have a new episode coming out, uh, pretty much the same week this does. We took a look at six different indie animated pilots on YouTube, sort of compared uh, and contrasted them. Pilots uh, like Tails? Yeah, like like on Tailspin, OAO. <sighs> but Broken, you and I, the year is winding down, and we, we have we have no more game of the weeks to play. That that's a that's yep. a twenty twenty four Murph and Broken thing to decide. But yeah. But we will have our end of the year roundup and retrospective and declaring what games we thought were better than other games. Yes. And we're going to do it through a special style called a Venn diagram. Very scientific. Pac- very complex. Murph diagram. Mm. Yes. 
So game yeah. of the year you're doing next? Yep. That's what's okay. happening. Um, we Do would have done mind? game of the year 1985 or 1986, 86. but uh, we know what happened there. Yeah. Cal, just too flaky. Um, <laughs> you want to know my game of the year? Sure. Sure. Um, he didn't have it ready. No, he had to think he about he it. Didn't have an yeah, he did. <laughs> He's pulling up I Wikipedia. Think, uh, I think it has. I think it has to go to to Sega Rally. Um, okay. Yeah. All right. So for 2023, it's, it's the best game this year. I think. Uh. <laughs> oh, you're <messed>. all right. <laughs> We're playing out. We're done. It's over. Let's take a rally. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, guys. <laughs>